Austin, Austin, Austin. Why the heck do we keep hearing about Austin? Everybody's talking about it. You've got questions, and we've got some of the answers. Hopefully, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> it's the capital of Texas, and is one of the most interesting upcoming places in the U.S. to visit and to move to. Between its burgeoning music scene, cuisine from around the world, and everything else, it's a great place to experience. But wait, food and music aren't enough to feed one's soul. There's still a lot of other things to experience, and we are going to tell you all about them today. I am Emily. I'm Lee. And I am Zen. And before we go on any further to keep our sponsors happy, happy in sponsoring us, and which keeps us happy, we're going to do a quick break. The events of 2020 have shaken the world and impacted our lives, but fearlessness is the mother of reinvention. Change your career, prepare for a promotion, start a new business with our fully online professional certificate programs, available anywhere, anytime to fit your busy schedule. Find out more at ce.uci.edu. With adversity comes great strength. Find yours with us at the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. Okay, so before we begin, you know we like to do a little microhistory lesson of the places we discuss. So here it is. Austin, Texas started out with humble beginnings to be one of the most sought out places to live and visit. Originally being lands roamed by the nomadic tribes of the Tonkawas, Comanches, and Lipan Apaches. Formerly known as Waterloo, in 1839, the New Republic of Texas chose to locate their capital there in order to, on, in order to honor Stephen F. Austin, known as the Father of Texas. Construction started on the Capitol building in 1882 and was completed in December 8, 1888. Not bad for a construction project. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> it's faster than some of the roads here in Irvine. Um, to this day, it is still the largest state capital in, in the U.S., you know, because everything's bigger in Texas. Of course. Yeah. Now, during the construction, Texas was annexed by the United States in 1845, becoming our 28th state. And in the 1880s, Austin was rapidly becoming a real city. In 1881, the Austin City Public Schools opened, quickly followed by the University of Texas at Austin, go Longhorns, in 1882. <laughs> Competition. No. I know. <laughs> Even the Great Depression could not hold down the spirit of the city. In the 1950s, research labs and think tanks arrived, attracting high-tech companies and skilled professionals, establishing much of its industries as we know it today. Now, fast forward to today. Austin is known for its diversity, attracting immigrants from around the world, including Europe, Africa, Mexico, and Asia, and has become a vibrant entertainment, art, and cultural center, which offers inspiring cuisine, which I ate lots of, um, from around the world. So, getting us started, Zen, why don't you tell us about what you love about Texas? What, Texas or Austin? Uh, Austin. <laughs> Is there, oh, there's other reasons. There's other other reasons to like Texas. I thought Austin was it. It's where everybody from California seems to be going. You know what? It's so funny because when I was living in Ohio, I always said we should build a wall, 
not around Mexico, but huh? around California and Texas. <laughs> <laughs> to keep to keep the Texans and Californians from roaming across the rest of the US. And well, you know, back then I always the impression I got of Californians was like Looney Tunes, by the way. Um <laughs> some of California is Looney Tunes. But um as time went by, I realized, yes, we should build a wall, but I should be on the California side of the wall. The other place I thought also is once again, I loved love Texas. And Austin is one of those great places too. So um there's so many things to do in Texas. I am you know, we can we can talk about all the typical um things to do there but i'm gonna bring up one of my favorite things to do um which i never mentioned before is whenever i go to a city i not i always talk about the museums i talk about the food i actually try to find local roasteries for coffee Mm. and honest to god the one of the best roasters that i've ever encountered now so everyone knows if you're a coffee person um there's light people who like light roast, medium roast, and dark roast. I am a dark roast fan, not burnt roast. That's Starbucks. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know what I mean, right, Emily? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, but I like a darker roast, and the my favorite place is a place called Texas Coffee Traders. Um, they opened up in 1994. You can. They actually roast there. It's like it's actually a warehouse, and you can actually um, you can get some coffee outside, sit outside, or you can go in and they have um, a factory store, and you can buy your coffee there. Um, fantastic! If you are downtown, um, I will base everything off of the convention center because that's where I was staying. It's about a third thirty minute walk. If you had a bicycle or something, that's only like five or six minutes or um, if you want to take a taxi. But I like walking places to get a sensation of a city. Um, this is one of those things is you could be downtown um, in downtown Austin, Texas. And within thirty minute, a 30 minute walk, you'd be amazed by how much the city changes from a downtown area to more of a lack of better words like a countryish area so within within 15 minutes of walking out of downtown austin um i started seeing chickens in the road to go to this coffee place <laughs> so you know it's like chickens wandering the roads and more you know some of the older houses and it was just a fantastic experience to walk through some the regular neighborhoods um, not just like a downtown area. So um, once again, Texas Coffee Traders, um, my favorite is Kraken Coffee. Um, is it okay that I started out with a coffee? Sorry, it wasn't like a place. <laughs> <laughs> totally course, like, fine. <laughs> we use coffee to start our day. Exactly. So. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Problem is some of my, my other ones are like food and stuff, but... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to toss it over to... How about you, Emily? Um, okay, so I I have family in Texas. So I have oh. a cousin... Yeah, so I have a cousin who lives in Austin with her family in the suburbs. Oh. And then I think other cousins went to UT Austin. Can't be sure. Texas is very big. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, but I also have family in Houston, too. So I spent 
And I mean, most of the time when I go to Texas, I'm usually there for family. And there's just this one, actually the, the most recent time I went back to Texas was probably five years, four or five years ago for my cousin's wedding. And so that was like the first time we actually kind of looked around Austin as a, as tourists. Um, so that was my first experience, but, um, what I remember the most is I think if the street is correct, is it South Congress? That's like kind of like the main street or like mm-hmm. the boutique shops in um, Austin, which was lovely. It's like a pretty shortish walk, but there's so many cute boutiques to just stop and look in. Um, I remember I lost a pair of sunglasses like on a prior trip and I stepped into one of the boutiques and found essentially the exact same pair but like it was more special because it was like a locally made boutique store um so that was like a nice little souvenir to take with me Where was but, that around i'm sorry was that the south congress south, area or? yeah south congress okay. right yeah that's yeah. like the only street i remember but other than that there's like tons of like cool artwork or it's definitely just like a fun street to walk down just to like people watch or window shop or anything like that um but outside of, i can't remember any of the stores or anything particularly but it was a nice walk what i do remember specifically going to the so i went down into the city in the outdoor activities area we went to what was it called it is called the hamilton pool reserve now this isn't like in austin city i don't think but Hamilton Pool Reserve is like kind of like a grotto that you would see in maybe Italy or someplace in Europe, but it was in Texas, uh, which was so interesting to look at. Um, But you basically kind of, it's not a super intense hike, but you hike through kind of like the forest, the Texas forest, and then um, you kind of open walk in and open up into this pretty large grotto at the time it was like winter so water was a little too cold but um you it's a swimming hole and you can go and swim in there during the summertime and just like be with nature which is really cool uh i wouldn't nature and pools and grottos aren't really top of mind when i think of texas but there's your outdoor <laughs> a little fun outdoor escape right in um austin or right outside austin but you're so um, right emily because i mean yeah. every now i was in austin um in november of 2019 and just there for like a slightly over a long weekend it was like four days and every morning i started with the river walk um and i usually jog different areas you know of a city when i'm visiting but i just kept getting no matter what route i started on I ended up going back to the river walk because it just had this great natural feeling to it. Totally. Um, and of course the other reason to, to love the river walk, I mean, there's great places to kind of, you know, walk and they've got, you know, canoes and paddle things you can buy rent and all of this good stuff and picnic. Uh, but sundown, you know, right by the bridge and being able to see the bats. Um <laughs> It, I never thought I'd be excited. I mean, there's only one other time that I got really excited about seeing bats. Um, 
in New Mexico decades ago. But yeah, you know, you see, I didn't know that the bats were a thing in Austin until I was kind of wandering around and found some postcards on it. And I'm like, well, let's, let's see what this really is like. And then of course, you know, seeing the crowds kind of gather. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was super, super neat. My, I was there with my sister and we, we actually did it a couple of times. That's um, so funny. <laughs> speaking, speaking of the river, um, everyone knows about the San Antonio River Walk, right? Right. Okay. Austin, when I was there, actually, I think it was about two years ago, um, they were rapidly developing their own river walk as well. So I did you guys go to the bar, any of the bars um, by, you know, by the river, that area? Um, there's a, so they're actually making a walk so you can go through all the bars and all the restaurants along the river and you can kind of stop and walk or sit and stuff like that. So that's, that seems very promising. I don't know how far they got. So I didn't hit many bars. Um, I didn't hit in many of the river walk bars while I was there. Um, but I did hit one bar that was mind blowing and that was the Saxon pub, a hole in the wall, um, divey looking thing in the, in a, a strip mall really. Um, uh, but it had a giant sign outside and every day, I mean, there was music going from early in the morning through the wee hours of the night. And so my sister was kind of like tapping out early. So I said, well, I think I'm going to go and just kind of check out the live music because you know, Austin, um, and it was amazing. I mean, the mute, like a tiny stage, great lights, the best sound I've heard in any location. I mean, quite honestly in my life, and I'm a, a huge live music junkie, but here's what really set it apart was there are these painted white bricks that basically, if you were talking during a performance, someone will put it on your table and shush you. Because you were expected <laughs> to sit and listen to the music. Um, and I, I, I've never seen that anywhere. Now, in between, you, know, you people are getting up and dancing, and some folks are singing along, so that's fine. But God forbid you are not, like, you're, you're, you're carrying on with your friends in loud ways and not paying attention to the band. You might as well go outside. <laughs> that's awesome. Um. Wow. But there's, I, did, yeah. Oh. Well, and, and it's just crazy because for me, I, I mean, everyone was mentioning all of the bars and stuff on 6th Street. I don't know if you guys did 6th Street at all. Yep. All right. Tell <laughs> me about your 6th Street experience. You know what? Um, I didn't do a lot of drinking there. But, I mean, it's it's just, you know, you know, if you're walking from downtown or going from anywhere, you you don't really need to know where 6th Street. You just follow the sounds. <laughs> it's like it's loud over there and i hear music and you just walk in that direction and eventually you're so it's it's a it's it's this it's a street it's filled with lights it's just like you hear music it's just crowds of people coming out of every single door um just and everyone's having a great old time um and and so I, when I was actually on Sixth Street, you know, I ducked my head into a couple places. I was by myself, so you know, I'm not. I I I always feel uncomfortable. A, I don't like drinking by myself, and B, you know, it just seems like a bad 
idea to me for whatever reason. Um, but every place I visited on Sixth Street was a lot of fun. Um, strangely enough, um, this is my only experience of it is that they have a Voodoo Donuts on Sixth Street. Yes, the they place. do. I went there. Well, you talk about the Voodoo Donuts. I mean, I, I've never been to the one in Portland, but uh, did you eat any of the donuts and Voodoo Donuts? We did. We did. We got, uh, we exercised restraint um, and only got a, a, a couple. Uh, but it's, it's so interesting because I mean, it's just, it's bigger and airier and maybe it's because when we were there, it was broad daylight. And my other experience oh. with voodoo donuts was in, of course, Portland where they were born mm-hmm. um, in a much darker part of night, which is also in a darker part of town for those yeah. of you who have seen the that one. Um, but yeah, no, ours was, it was relatively tame. How about you? Um, you know, I had a bunch of different things. I mean, for those who don't know about Voodoo Donuts, Voodoo Donuts is probably the best-known gourmet, for lack of better words, gourmet donuts in the United States. They kind of started, you know, like everyone knows a Krispy Kreme or a Glazed or something like that. They're the ones that kind of really brought to the forefront of just making donuts more of an art. Mm-hmm. With the different flavors and colors and everything. So I tried a few of them. And, you know, of course, I always had to get ones with, I ate the one with bacon. And then there was another one I felt like it, it's been a while. It was either jalapenos or um, what's the hotter chilies on there? Ghost peppers? Like Ooh. ghost peppers or something on that. And so it was, they were all great. Um, I came a little bit late at night. It was a little bit dry at the time. I don't know if it was just the thing, but um, so but my experience was fantastic. And you know, then I grabbed my food, had a cup of coffee, stood outside, and watched the people go by. And there's nothing better than that. Oh, totally. Okay, if we're t- tons of seating there. I mean, it's kind of crazy yeah. compared to the Portland one. Like, you, it's like a, a oh, restaurant yeah. practically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you go? Emily? So I was going to say, talking about donuts, I haven't gone to the Voodoo Donuts in um, Austin, but I did go to the one in Portland and totally about the seating, though I didn't, since I didn't go to the Austin one, Portland's all I have, but Portland definitely is more of like you, you, you pick it up and then you figure out where to eat it outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but unpopular opinion, Voodoo Donuts is like, it's not bad for me, but it's kind of like, okay. Like, I appreciate their art- artistry on, like, how, how the donuts look, but taste-wise, I, in Portland, I prefer Blue Star Donuts, um, which I could t- I'll talk about a little bit. But Blue Star Donuts is more, um, I would say, like, not made to order, but it's small batch, and it's more, like, of the cake cake donuts they're more like denser they're not as light as kind of like crispy cream or something like that but they're a little bit more dense but they're like more natural i don't want to say natural but it's like they have this blueberry donut that's super like melt in your mouth delicious and they just look and taste more gourmet is not really the word for me but voodoo donuts i feel like they're opening up everywhere and they're kind of just like your standard donut now. I feel like huh. at the very beginning when Voodoo Donuts first opened, it was definitely all the rage. But talking about donuts, have you guys heard of Gordos in Austin? No. No. Okay. 
So this is where my cousin, who at the time lived in Austin, he lives in Chicago now, but he was like, I, he must have been like, you probably want to go to Voodoo Donuts, but I'm going to take you to this much more awesome donut place called Gordo's. And it's spelled G-O-U-R-D-O-U-G-H apostrophe S. So they started as like an Airstream um are they called vans? No, they're just called Airstreams. Um, like out of the car, kind of just pulled up on the side, like the curb, like the side of a street, or they would like pull up in kind of a large park or something like that. Um, and these donuts are, I guess if you take voodoo donuts and then just like add so much more stuff to it, they're huge, like mo- more than one person needs to eat one donut. Uh, they're Whoa. just super, super gourmet. Uh, so definitely like, I mean, unless you got a huge sweet tooth or you haven't eaten anything that day, I would say share. Um, it's definitely a shareable donut, but they have crazy. I'm looking at the menu right now and they've, their specialty is, um, the flying pig, which is house made maple icing topped with bacon. They've got like, uh, donut bread pudding which is topped with some rum sauce they've got a naughty and nice donut that's got cinnamon and sugar served with a side of honey uh and all of these are like six dollar donuts six plus dollar donuts um but they also have drinks there too it's a whole they they opened up a brick and mortar store so they've got soups and salads and sandwiches and things like that too but that Gordo's is definitely, um, I, I would say go to Voodoo's and then go to Gordo's and then kind of compare the different gourmetness. Cool. Yeah. Oh, it's on my list now. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I want to kind of describe Austin as a culture and some of the things that you can describe Austin as a culture um, is through the businesses that are based out of there, the diversity of businesses. And of course, Austin being a technology center, they have all like they have the, you know, they got some Dells and they got the Amazons and stuff like that. But um, the companies that I think are very interesting that are based out of Texas is, first of all, there's a movie studio called Troublemaker Studios. Okay. Now, you may not know the name of uh, Troublemaker Studios, but it is actually owned and run by Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez is the gentleman who did El Mariachi, Desperado, Dusk Till Dawn, but also the genius behind Spy Kids, (gasps) Sin City, and all these machete. Um, These were all based from his studio so that kind of gives you an idea of like the creativeness that comes out of the city um robert rodriguez is really amazing also one of the most at least my opinion famous and good for the money vodkas is based out of austin texas it is a company called tito's vodka Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes okay tito's vodka is the best bang for your buck vodka that you can get period i mean there's there's more expensive ones and there's cheaper ones but tito's vodka is probably one of the best drinking vodkas and usable for and maybe it's almost 
ashamed to mix it with other things. Uh, next company is something called Rooster's Rooster's Teeth. Ooh. Are, you don't know this one, or you, okay? So Rooster's Teeth. This sounds really weird. It's actually a video game kind of YouTube channel, and these guys make crazy videos based off of pop culture and videos. So if you're a big YouTuber and a gamer, you would know these guys. Um, I'll just leave it at that. And then just talk about the diversity. I don't know if you gals saw it, but um, Yeti is based out of Austin, Texas as well. Interesting. Yeah, they have Yeti stores, and you'll see like Yeti signs everywhere. But yeah, Yeti, um, the cooler company, um, the better cooler, which is, you know, when I was a kid, there was only like Igloo. Now Yeti has brought, bought, I mean, Yeti is the Apple, com- the Apple computer of coolers. So yeah, isn't, <laughs> Whole Foods is based out of there too. Are they? I didn't know that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause that was one that surprised me um, for sure. I was like, no way. Well, in, in every, like you said, everybody thinks of, you know, Sixth Street is the one that, you know, pops into people's minds and stuff like that. Fun fact, it used to be known as Pecan Street or Pecan Street for other parts of the country. Pecan. Okay. I know, but it's got the large, it's got, um, the cool thing about Austin is that, or Sixth Street in particular, is that it's got the largest concentration of um, Victorian commercial architecture. So, um, you know, while I think of, you know, Austin and especially Sixth Street having that sort of like fun vibe with all the bars and stuff, it's like Victorian architecture and the juxtaposition of those two kind of places or mindsets. The place, I, the other one that I liked was Soko, um, mm-hmm. which is actually south of Congress. And that's kind of like an emerging area about, it's, they say it's a couple miles out of the city, but I mean, I walked it, but then that's not saying much. Um, <laughs> but it's just got this eclectic blend of boutiques, really funky um, hotel, motel places, restaurants. Um, it's almost, I would say, since we've already brought it into the discussion, it's got a Portland-esque feeling in Ooh. Austin. Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, the, the Soco District. One other thing that, that oh, I, because I love um, historical people and just kind of crazy personalities, uh, one person who stood out in particular was this one was this drag queen known as Leslie Queen of Austin. And I don't know if any of you, uh, if you saw anything about her while she while you were down there. I mean, she's she's actually memorialized uh, at three hundred nine Pecan Street on Sixth Street, um, but she was you know she was born Albert Leslie Cochran. Uh, and was known for walking around in her G-string, uh, but also her goatee. <laughs> oh. and, yeah, and she was just a sight to, to, you know, to be seen. And people would, you know, have their picture taken. But she was also a really big um, political activist and was a, a huge proponent of the Keep Austin Weird movement um, for a while. So, uh, yeah, it's just like Queen of Austin Leslie. So something to, to put in there excellent um do you did do you want to t- actually lee you wanted to talk about something we 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 actually like drew straws on the subject <laughs> of who was going to talk about it but i think you got the the straw which for the bats 
Yes. And it was just... <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a sight to be seen, especially, um, I mean, you know, bats have such a bad reputation, you know, even before the pandemic, uh, which we're not blaming the bats for the pandemic. Um, but Austin is known for their bats, right? Yeah. And they, <laughs> yeah. Is, oh, yeah. You know, just as in late afternoon, as the, depending on when you're there, as the sun is beginning to set, hordes of people will flock to this bridge um, on the it's bank. A Congress, of the yeah, it's the a Congress, Congress Avenue Bridge. Yep. So it's a main thoroughfare and people will be on the, the banks of the river. They'll be out on the water on their boats and stuff oh, like yeah. that. You people can totally, you, I think they do like time. bat tours. Like they'll, you they can yeah. take like a river cruise down and you can take a bat tour. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. And it is so neat because then they, the bats come out. Now it's, they're bats. You know I mean? They're not trained. You're not going to be able to like, okay, exactly at this time. And some days right. are bigger than others. Um, but yeah, up to 1.5 million bats um, come out there every night. And they started settling there back in 1980 when the, the bridge was um, being reconstructed. Oh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, every and, and they migrate. So they're, you can't see them all the time. They, they migrate in their numbers, but they come up um, usually in the spring to give their offspring. And then by summer and early fall, bo- oodles of battage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to elaborate, I mean, my experience was, you know, I went out there and it's just like, and you see like people just lined up. Okay. It's in the middle of the night you, or not in the middle of the night, but it's getting dark. It's getting very dark. And it's this bridge, this very large bridge that goes over the river. And, um, I don't know, four lanes or so, if not larger, I feel like. And everyone's on the side of the bridge or at the base of the bridges, and it's getting darker and you're getting darker. And I was like, what is this going to happen? And then I don't know. One one bat goes, hey, let's go get food. Let's go get voodoo donuts or something. And they (laughs) all start to fly out from underneath the bridge. And if you're not, if you're a little bit further away, it just looks like, for lack of better words, almost like a great cloud of smoke. Yeah, it just looks like coming. a cloud. Yeah, of these things just fluttering away, and it's, it's like a Batman cartoon. I mean, like a Batman movie where you see the bats come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing to see all those bats just come out of nowhere. And they oh, were yeah. talking about, like, I swear the, the story was it, they eat one ton of insects a night. Wow. They eat so. the mosquitoes, so they won't attack me, which is, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but it's also amazing, just like the backdrop of the city. Um, and you see all these bats coming from nowhere, essentially. and uh, But you see them like flying kind of with like all the buildings, all like the city buildings in the background. And it's such a, to use Lee's word, juxtaposition of nature and like city life to see the bats with um with sunsets against like the buildings so i lie statistically they eat between ten thousand and thirty thousand pounds of insects a night a night wow a night a night (laughs) little bug zappers out there yep yep oh my god so so 
bats. You got to go oh, see the bats. Yeah. Oh, there's actually a Austin has a bat fest every year in mid-August, uh, which also happens to be the peak bat migrating season. Um, so they've created a festival around the migration of bats where they'll have, um, I mean, without the pandemic, they would have live music, local food and drink, and there's arts and craft vendors, uh, activities. There's even a bat costume contest. Oh. <laughs> oh, I would love to see that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have a question. You can't go to Austin. It's just not formed in the form of a question, but you can't go to Austin or you can't go to Texas without talking about barbecue. What are your oh. thoughts on barbecue in Austin, I guess? Or have you, did you guys eat barbecue I- in Austin? I did, and I did a bit of research, and we went to Terry Black's Barbecue, which was an experience. It was a line as long as Dis- like anything that Disney could throw your way, um, and it was just so interesting because it's kind of cafeteria. You don't get a C. You end up going through this like cafeteria style. You pick your sides. Um, you work your way towards the meats, and the whole time, it just smells unbelievable and you're like yes i'll take all of them mm-hmm. uh and you eventually get this this amazing plate of food i mean the sides are so cool i mean everything from you know your mac salad and cheese uh, mac and cheese and stuff like that um and we were we diver we divided and conquered so i got pulled chicken my sister got tri-tip um we were eating off you know we diversified the sides and so we you know we maximized our opportunities there. And if, and I will say Terry Black's barbecue lived up to all of the hype. Love it. I'm going to give a, did you have one, Emily? I did, but I can't remember what it's called, but I do know of a, (laughs) a very well-known barbecue place that I want to try the next time I go to Austin um, because I've been watching the chef show on Netflix and also the movie chef by John Favreau and um, they stop in in both the movie and the show itself. They stop in Austin and they go to this barbecue called Franklin barbecue, which Mm. is, I don't, he is like the ultimate pit master. um, And he's won like at least one James Beard award. um, So that's saying something, (laughs) but definitely that the show and the movie made me want to come and actually try Franklin barbecue. I have tried barbecue in Texas and in Austin. I can't remember what they were called, but that's definitely a place to go to if you're looking for some player. Okay. So being an, an ex Ohioan and a Californian, the experience of barbecue is like life changing in my opinion. So I'll tell you my, my, so First things first is that the first time I ever tried true Texas barbecue, strangely enough, was in Houston, Texas, in a hospital. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, long story short, but um, my my dad, who has since passed, um, was having some treatments. And one of the best cancer hospitals in the nation is Anderson Um, medical center and so he was going there for treatments so i would take him or go along and um my dad be in the hospital and my dad go you need to go to the cafeteria i'm like 
what? He goes, you have to go to the cafeteria right now because they only do barbecue between 12 and 1. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and dad, I'm here to see you. I can eat whenever. He goes, go down to the cafeteria and go grab some barbecue. It's like, dad, he is like, and I'm like, okay, fine. So finally I went down there and gosh darn it, in the cafeteria was the best barbecue brisket I have ever had <laughs> in my whole life. Oh, wow. Now, now, this is the cafeteria barbecue. What's the barbecue like outside of the hospital where it isn't mass produced was my thought. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, my God. And that kind of started my journey. It's like, if it's this good in the cafeteria, man. So when I was in Austin, I ate a few places. But um, this is not specifically an Austin place, but there's something called the oh, uh, Cooper's Old Time Pit Barbecue. And this is a Texas institution, not necessarily Austin, but they only have five or six of them. Um, and they started in the 1950s. And there's one very close downtown by the convention center. I suggest you give it a try. Um, there's lots of places. There's local Austin ones. I'm not saying that this is the best one, but I did speak to, I think I was in a taxi or something like that. And one of the locals pointed this out to me. They gave me like three of them, three. It's like, you need to try uh, this, this, and this, but this was the one that was easiest for me to go eat at. And I ended up because it was so close and so easy and so good. I just ended up going there all the time, which was Cooper's <laughs> old time pit barbecue. Um, also learning how to eat barbecue with uh, pickles, onions, and jalapenos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was life changing too. I never knew. So, so, okay. Um, Definitely. Okay. Texas, Texas and their barbecue. It's like a must do wherever you yep. go in Texas. Well, we have a lot of things. So is there any last minute things we should talk about Austin that we didn't touch upon? You know, I will give a shout out to the state capitol um, because it really is, as we mentioned in the intro, it's kind of an amazing just building it's humongous it's got a great statue garden um it's it's and it's cool so if you're there in hot months because texas does get hot um it's a, a much cooler place but it's i mean i was surprised at all of the people we were there on a, a weekend you know in the middle like just before thanksgiving and i probably saw well i saw one quinceanera photo the photo um the session going on. I saw a cup. I, I swear it looked like either a pro, you know an engagement session photo. I mean, it's the building and the grounds are just so beautiful that oh, people yeah. come there, um, not just for the history and like a school trip, but also because it's just a beautiful place to be. And so I would say, you know, and it's you know a little bit off the beaten path in terms of you're going to get away from Sixth Street and Soco, um, but it's just got a great vibe to it, and you can see the you know. On the way there, depending on how you're walking nearby, is the governor's mansion. Um, it's also in the same area as the University of Texas Austin. Uh, so it's it's. I would say take some time and geek out there. Um, for those who don't know, for if you have not visited their capital, their capital actually looks very similar in design to the United States Capitol, 
but made with like a brownish stone. So, I mean, it's a huge building. It's gorgeous. It's huge, for sure. I'm looking at photos right now, and it's gigantic. Yeah, but the brown stone is yeah. brownish, tan stone, pinkish stone mm-hmm. is really what makes it stand out. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they mined that somewhere nearby, but someone's going to have to um, do a fact check on that for me. Um, and it's free. so Yeah, and it's free, yeah. Totally free. So always a good thing in my world. I'm going to throw out one place that I really enjoyed. Um, and once again, I was actually in Austin, Texas on a conference. But of course, whenever I do go anywhere, I always like to spend a lot of time in the city. Um, and I, w- I like walking. So I d- tried to find everything that was walking distance from <clears throat> the convention center. Um, they have something called um, the Container Bar. Um, the Container Bar is a bar that is actually made out of shipping containers. And it's so it's pretty much an outdoor venue, but they have a bunch of shipping containers where they have the bar, they have, I think they had a little bit of food, and they actually stacked them up on top of each other. And there was actually these, um, for lack of better words, like bridges that went from container to container so you could go into a container to cool off for a short bit but the the real life was hanging out in the patio area or one of the high areas like um the overhangs and they have live music out there and it's just an amazing experience just the feel and the sensation of being outdoors and amongst all these kind of postmodern blade runnery kind of buildings so um, that's, <laughs> that's my awesome one. <laughs> um how about you i did a quick, any last ones i did a, not any last ones but i did a quick fact check on your the state capitol um building material oh, and it's actually called it's known as the color is known as texas pink which comes from a mineral called i'm gonna try to pronounce this orthoclase feldspar um which is it's granite but it has a really distinct pink pinkiness which makes it super durable um and it's like used in a lot of texas buildings actually um but of course the capitol building is huge so that's what we know know it for but it's texas pink or also sunset red and it's locally sourced you're right that's that's what I thought, but mm-hmm. I mean, usually these older buildings are always locally sourced, but that color is so unique. Oh um, yeah! If you're just used to seeing buildings in like anywhere, like in Europe or whatever, they always use like a white granite or white mm-hmm. marble. To see something made out of this kind of brown pinkish stone is is really neat. So. Totally. Okay, so. We covered a lot of ground, lots of food, lots of outdoor activities, lots of drinking and uh, music listening. (laughs) So thank you so much for tuning into our Austin, Texas podcast. What did you guys think? Let us know on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. 
And if you're newer to our podcast, we don't just talk about topical things. We talk about a lot of destinations like Austin and others. So check out some of our older podcasts on Cuba, Taiwan, and Russia, just to name a few. And geez, I'm going to say one more thing before I close up. If you have a chance, go visit the Visitor Center in Austin, Texas. The reason being is on your last day, when you check out of your hotel, you can actually go to the Visitor Center and check your luggage in there if you have a later <gasps> flight in the day. That's awesome. So, so you go there, check in your luggage, and then you can spend the rest of the afternoon or take a bus tour, and they'll watch your luggage for you. And then when you come back, you can grab your luggage and go to the airport. But Medicine Paris is the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for the professional courses. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.